If we want to list every way Spreaker can help podcast publishers, well, we need a podcast of our own. Whether you're in charge of long-running series with extensive backlogs or countless limited series, you can organize and monetize your entire catalog with Spreaker. With Spreaker's customizable publisher plan, you can add collaborators, analyze extensive listener analytics, and even share exclusive content through custom RSS feeds. And that's just for starters. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com. to the Port Huron Firefall Talk Radio. I'm Richard Grund. This is where we get back to basics, examining the Word of God, following the example of the Book of Acts Church, finding out how they served the Lord, digging deeper into Scripture, and discovering the church the Lord intended, not the one man created. The porch was created to restore the priesthood of the believer and regain the world-shaking influence the Book of, Book of Acts Church had. We believe the church age is still in effect. The day of Pentecost is ongoing. The Porch is an outreach of Solomon's Porch, Inc. on solomonsporch.org is that main site. If you have any questions, visit the site, use the contact button. Or you can go to firefalltalkradio.com, contact us that way, find ways to support us. We appreciate each and every one of you that do. You can do it through the traditional PayPal donation link, or if you use the Venmo app, at Firefall Media Group is our account. You More user-friendly, less fees. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you that do listen, whether it's on the Spreaker site, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. However you listen to us, we appreciate each and every one of you. So welcome. Make sure you bookmark the Spreaker site. That way you'll know when we post new shows like Overwatch, working on a new one. About 5G, call the bandwidth of the beast. Stay subscribed so that you know when it's posted, keeping you updated on things. The Porch Newsletter went out last week. If you didn't get it, let us know. It could be in your spam folder or write me. We'll send you a new one. If you're not on the mailing list, write to us and we'll add you to it. As you know, we've been involved in this COVID-19 pandemic, whatever it is, and it has reminded us of what matters, what truly has value in our lives, and what truly has value in this world. It's all taught, it has also taught us to trust in the Lord. You know, man thinks they have all the answers, but he, the Lord, is the answer. Relief and release is coming. I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful that all hidden things are being revealed. If you're on Facebook, you can find us either on Facebook.com, Firefall Talk Radio, or if you want to stay tuned for about current events and like the pandemic and other things, find the Supernatural Response Team page, which has been renamed to SRT Overwatch. Praise reports and prayer requests. That's how we always start out, how we always will start out. Of course, I praise the Lord for my salvation and my relationship with him. In getting that, he gave me back my home, my wife, my family, which now includes uh, my sons, daughter-in-laws, and wonderful little precious grandson, call him Papa's Cannoli. Um, I am incredibly thankful for my family. I'm thankful for our furry kids and everything he's given us. Everything we have comes from him. I'm thankful for his protection over us. I praise him for that. I praise him for this ministry. You know, folks, I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy teaching and preaching and ministering. I really enjoy getting out there, meeting you, and doing what we do with SRT. And I'm looking forward to the release to be able to do more of that this year. I praise him for the dreams and the vision, for his healing virtues, which are still available to us. I praise him that we can just praise him. We can raise our hands towards the heavens and thank him and worship him. Maybe give a little hallelujah shout and a dance. If, if you do that, get it on video and send it to us. 
Uh, I praise him for his favor. His favor is always there. The revelation, the mercies which are new every morning. For being a new creation and living in these prophetic end times, which I believe is what they are. I praise him for living in America. Yeah, we have our problems. There are things that could be better. But looking at all the countries in the world, if I couldn't live here, I'd want to live in in Israel. Um, I praise him for the signs that he's giving us, that he's getting ready to return. So let's get ready. As always, um, I pray for the Middle East, Israel, and the peace of Jerusalem. I honor Psalm 122, verse 6, which tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. I pray for America and its leaders and all of its citizens at this time, whether we agree with one another on um, basic things, values, uh, politics, it doesn't matter. We're in this together, and we need to get through it together. I pray for the fatherless, the widows, the innocents, the victims of injustice. As I mentioned on the SRT Overwatch page, one of our primary directives for 2020 was to pray against um human trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, what they do with children, child pornography, exploited children, all of that has been a new intercessory prayer target. So I would ask if you feel led to do that, to join with us. I pray for our brothers and sisters around the world being slaughtered and persecuted for their faith. You know, we're not hearing it. But while these nations are shut down by the virus and the news media is not watching, the amount of persecution and, and slaughter and destruction has increased. The religious persecution, the anti-Semitism, the spirit of the Antichrist, which has reared its head, and I get it, this is its time, it's coming out, it knows that, but it doesn't mean I have to like it, and it doesn't mean that I can't pray against it. I pray for divine wholeness, health, and continued healing as we get back to our divine design that we become what he needs us to become, healing for all of us, healing for my wife Deb and her body and each and every one of you that are struggling in any area, whether it's heart, mind, body, soul, or spirit. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, be healed, be whole, be made whole for his glory. I pray for protection, that's Psalm 91 covering over each and every one of us, for the inspiration needed to do the work, do the job, to go on, sometimes just the inspiration to get up in the morning. I pray for the remnant. You know, that's what I speak to. I don't believe the traditional church wants to hear what I have to say. So I'm praying for the remnant. I'm praying for the remnant to wake up, to rise up, to answer the call to action, and for those that have been blessed to be a blessing. The doors are open. We need to get things done. We need to get this documentary done. We need to get out there and shine the light. We need to minister to the lost. We need to set the captives free. We need to destroy the work of the enemy. So I'm praying that each and every one of us prosper in accordance with his word so that we can fund kingdom business and that the the blessings would come, all the dreams, all the visions, all the missions And once they release us from this lockdown in in Florida, it's April 30th. For you, it may be other dates, but that once we're clear that we can become highly mobile. Continue to pray for divine favor in the conclusion of legal matters which have beset my family, whether it's us or my my daughter, my son and daughter-in-law or whatever it is. We pray for that adversity to end and for our blessings to be released and, of course, as always. We pray for our lost family members. Woody has a praise report. Remember last week he asked us to pray for his mother-in-law. She was having surgery. He says, praise report for the porch. His mother-in-law's surgery went great. She was released from the hospital the same day due to the fears of the virus. A nurse has been coming to their home every day to check on her. He said, last night we did have to call 911 due to very low blood pressure. They said she's dehydrated and is on fluids at home now. Says thank you for the prayers, Porch family. They will run some cancer tests in a few weeks to see if she needs chemo or not. But he's praying that she does not need it, and we agree with you, Woody. Kim in Fort Mitchell says, "I hope you guys are doing okay. We're fine over here. I want to praise the Lord for letting me see another day, keeping me sober. Thank you for saving my soul and for protecting my children and I every day." I'm starting to understand my personal message in all this. 
Things are shifting and my perspective on things are changing. I'm praying for protection, patience, acceptance, and compassion for each other. Keep the porch family safe and protect our animals. Favor and bless us in these uncertain times. Keep our bodies strong and healthy. Guard our minds, Father, and guide us through this. Protect our health care workers and everyone putting themselves at risk out there to keep it moving. Said you guys rock. Father, let me see my family in Germany and allow this trip to happen in Jesus' name. Well, Lord, you are not caught off guard by any of these, these things. You, you know they're going to happen. You know the end from the beginning. You're outside of time. We're experiencing it, but you've seen it happen already. So we thank you for caring for us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you with all of our heart, all of our mind, all our soul and our spirit, everything that is within us, and we love you. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for sending your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the only begotten son of God, to die for our sins on a cross, to accept our shame, to accept our pain, and to pay the debt for us so that we could be reconciled to you. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you, and we love you. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to us, to guide us, and to walk with us, and encourage us, to cheer us on, to teach us, and remind us of of the things that we need to be reminded of. So we pray right now, Lord, we pray our minds would be clear, our hearts would be open, technology would be protected, and that we would receive what you want us to receive tonight. We come together as one unit, one family, one body, and we just touch and agree on all these things. In Yeshua's name, amen. Lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. Are you a member of the Awakened Remnant? If you are, admit it, say it. I am a part of the Awakened Remnant. I have been born and saved and prepared for such a time as this. I am awake. I've become aware. I'm causing others to wake up. I'm causing them to become more aware, to be alert, enlightened. I am stirred up, and I'm ready. Wake up. Become aware. Wake up others. Be aware, alert, and enlightened. Stir up things internally. Don't don't be blind. Don't be sheeple. Don't be dull. The worst thing is to be spiritually dull. If you've ever been around people like that, you can see it. You can see it in their eyes. They have no hope. They have no faith. All they have is fear. That's not us. Ephesians 6, starting with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And then Paul ends it with, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, 
that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. By now, if you haven't figured it out, you're in a war. That's what he starts out with. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not in a wrestling match. We're not in this this nose-to-nose, shoulder-to-shoulders, skin-scraping wrestling match with the enemy. We wrestle against flesh. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Principalities, powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places, the fallen angels, their demonic offspring, the high-ranking soldiers that are left in areas of uh, responsibility, geographic areas, whatever they may be. You're living in a war zone 24-7. It doesn't ever stop. They don't rest. They don't need rest. That's why we intercede for one another, so that when you rest or maybe you're caught off guard, maybe you got your back turned, somebody's got your back. When I first got saved, I used to visualize the armor. I used to see it every day. I used to get up and visualize in my head, putting on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes, those sandals, the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And I always added to it the cloak of zeal. I saw it in my head. I felt it in my spirit. I got up every day prepared for battle. I was not caught off guard. I knew the enemy was going to do what he did. But you know, as you get older, you go along. You forget. You become complacent. And that's what the enemy waits for. The enemy waits for you to become complacent. That sword of the spirit. That thing, the only aggressive offensive weapon you have everything else is protection the belt holds the armor together the breastplate protects your heart and your back so that both sides of the heart are covered the shoes those studded sandals allow you to dig in your feet to withstand and to stand that shield of faith which blocks all the fiery darts of the wicked when all those flaming arrows of accusation the helmet of salvation which guards your mind keeps you clear-headed. And then you have that sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, which is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That, That Word, that sword exposes all things. It cuts through all things. As I've said many times, I'm a sword person. I have them all over my house, and blades have been my thing since I was a child. And that two-edged sword is really, really dangerous. It cuts no matter which way you swing it. It cuts on the way in, it cuts on the way out, does not allow for the wound to close. It cuts whether you swing it up or down. It cuts through soul and spirit joints and marrow, exposes the thoughts and intents of the heart. And it cuts you as well as your opponent. That's the interesting thing about the Word of God. can expose you as quickly as it exposes someone else. Sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it works against you. It's, like I said, the only offensive weapon we have. And it's not just, it's not like the whole Bible. It's not like you just take the whole Bible and it's binding and wave it around. I've seen people do that, by the way. I've seen people wave imaginary swords and cut and slash. I wish they could hear the demons laugh at them. No, it's specific parts of the Bible. Specific situation that they apply to. You need to get the word inside of you. You need to know what applies to what. You need to know whether... Um, in in swords, I've been back doing my sword forms, you know, the block and the strike and the slash and the stab and this four corners that you have to protect and all these different minute details. Well, the word is the same way. 
different parts of the word apply to different things, and the only way you get to know it is if you read it and then you apply it. I'm not saying you have to sit there and become the Bible man and memorize every scripture, every number, every comma, every pause, Selah. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to do that. If you're able to do that, praise God. I've never been able to do that, nor have I tried. I just know that at the moment I need it, the Spirit brings it up because it's already inside of me. But the part that we're going to talk about right now is not actually a part of the armor of God. It is something that is applied. It's an application that comes once all of the armor has been put in place. It's that verse 18 of chapter 6 of Ephesians. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And then Paul added, and for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. See, really, that's all the warfare is about. It's about getting people saved, healed, and delivered. It's not about building personal kingdoms. It's not about building brands or making a name for yourself. It's about the kingdom. But without prayer, all the armor in the world is of no use. Praying always, general prayers, specific petitions, whatever they may be, as long as they're in the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit for all believers and on all occasions. That pretty much covers it. Thank you. Good night. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Perseverance and patience in prayer are essential. I know prayer is not easy. I've had a lot of you tell me that. Richard, I struggle with this. I don't get it. Well, you're right, you don't. Because you're trying too hard. You're trying to do it under your own power. You're thinking about your mind. You're thinking about the words. You're thinking about everything but letting the Spirit guide you and rule you. But perseverance and patience in prayer is absolutely essential. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. See, you've got to believe. And, and your faith is not based upon my faith. It's not based upon what I tell you, although my testimony and what I share should encourage you. But if you don't apply it, and if you don't do it, you have no experiential knowledge of it. Romans one nine: For God is my witness, whom I serve with spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. The Amplified says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my whole spirit, rendering priestly and spiritual service in preaching the gospel and telling the good news of his Son. How incessantly I always mention you when I am at my prayers. Well, Paul was saying to the churches that he planted, to the people that he worked with, to the leaders that he helped develop, he prayed for them. He stood in the gap for them. And I've said this in the videos I've posted. I've said it here, whether it's when we were back in our home in Tallahassee or any of the times we've come together as the porch. If you don't have a shepherd that prays for you and your family, if you don't have a shepherd that delegates to others to pray for you and your family, if you are sitting someplace and you're not under an active functioning covering, you're in the wrong place. That's what shepherds are supposed to do. And praying always, you know, like I said, prayer is not specifically a part of the armor, but it is um, a byproduct. It is an additional and important part of the fight in this spiritual war that we're in. Because how do you do warfare if you don't know how to pray? How do you intercede if you don't know how to pray? How do you stand in the gap for friends or families or uh, if you don't know how to pray. Prayer is almost a muscle that you develop from using it. The more you use it, the better you get at it. 
you know, I don't know why it came naturally to me. Maybe because from an early age, even in my unsaved state, doing the ritual prayers I had been taught as a child in the Roman Catholic Church and the Catechism, but I, I didn't just recite them. I believed I was speaking to someone and that he was hearing me. So I knew how to pray. And then once I began to dabble in the occult and the New Age and those other things, I understood the power of intention and the power of my voice and speaking things out loud. So I've always been interactive in the supernatural. And then once I became born again and found out the truth and plugged into the real power, it's just always been an everyday part of me, 24-7, even when I'm sleeping. I release my spirit man to stay awake and alert and prepared and to pray if needed. And I've been awakened praying. I've been awakened praising. It's been a really long time since I've been caught off guard at night. Because I believe in 1 Peter 5.8. I believe that we need to be well-balanced temperate, sober of mind, vigilant and cautious at all times. Because that enemy of ours, the devil, and his entire kingdom roam around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. I understand predators. I've studied them. I understand how they work. They go after the weakest, the oldest, or those caught off guard. They hardly ever challenge the, he the, the heavyweights or the warriors and the packs. Well, the tribes, they always go after the others. As much as Satan and his kingdom are diabolical, satanic, demonic, nuts, psychotic, as much as they are all those things, are also, I don't want to say cowards outright, but they are, they don't challenge the heavy hitters. They don't go after them unless they have to. And even then, they've always got a, a retreat planned. But vigilant. You know what vigilant means? We're talking about it. It means to be awake, to be watchful. I mean, think about it. Vigilant, First Peter 5, 8. Awake, First Thessalonians 5, 10. Watchful, Revelation 3, 2. And watch is mentioned 20 times in the Bible from Matthew to Acts to 1 Corinthians to Colossians and all the way through. Matthew 24, 42 and 43. Watch, therefore, for you don't you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. I don't know about you. Sometimes at night we're in an active area. Right now Universal is not open, of course, but it's right down the road and we can hear the explosions. And sometimes they'll test things after hours or they'll have parties after hours. There have been sometimes at nights I've heard an explosion. I've heard a large sound, a boom, and I wake up and my first thought, is that it? Did he split the sky? Or is that it? Has the prison door opened? Are they coming out? I'm always in that mindset, yeah, I'm a little crazy, I'm a little off, I'm peculiar, if you will. But that's where my mind and heart always is. It's on the king and the return of the king. I long to see his face. 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen, Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Faith is the key to persistent prayer. Faith. It doesn't happen in your natural mind. It's spiritually obtained from having the mind of Messiah claiming the mind of Messiah, casting down every vain imagination that anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. I won't find that on Facebook. I won't find that on ESPM. I won't, I won't find that on, on Instagram. I won't find that on Netflix. I won't find it anywhere else but in the Spirit, in His presence, and through prayer and supplication. And, and whether I'm laying down or rising up, whether I'm kneeling, whether I'm outside working out, or whatever it is I'm doing, my heart and my mind is always on Him. I'm always anxious to hear from Him, to hear His voice, to feel His presence. But if you're having trouble with prayer, let's start with your faith. Maybe you don't believe he hears you. 
Maybe you don't believe he cares about what you ask for. And if the devil has put that in your mind, get that lie out of there. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Faith comes from the quantum realm. It comes from the invisible realm. It comes from the supernatural realm. Now faith. Remember that from the sea conference, those of you that were there? Now faith is. Hey, Father, I have now faith. I have a now need, so I have a now faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven sixteen. I still remember the moment sitting out on the back end of the property of Christian Heritage Church when I would pray and spend time with the Lord and walk with him. And I read Hebrews eleven six outside and I said, For he who comes to God must believe that he is what? And I heard him say that I am God. Well, I believe that. So I come to you with that. I believe you're God. I believe you're my Father. I believe you love me. I believe that you've created everything. So when I come to you, I come to you with that kind of faith. And he rewards those who do that and diligently seek him. Just like a child comes to their parents, comes to their father or their mother, they come to them with a need. And you know, sometimes you pray for things, and you sense in your spirit the Lord saying, wait. And you know what most people do? They hear wait, and they turn away. Well, today, Larry and I were praying, and we heard that. We were praying for the breakthrough blessing that we believe that we need to do what we've been called to do. And we we heard the word wait, but you know, I took it differently today. I took it like when my kids would come to me and say, Dad, can I have a couple of dollars to go get that candy or go get that over there? And when I said wait, it meant I'm about to reach into my pocket and give it to you. Don't walk away with your head down. Wait. Come get it from me. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8. You see these scriptures I'm giving you, and I'm hoping you're downloading and marking and adding them to your Bible. These are the scriptures that you feed yourself, that you feed on. This is the meat of the word, the bread of the word that you take in as your nutrients so that when it comes time to use it, it's there. Malachi 3.6, for I am the Lord and I do not change. Matthew 24.35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So, Father, I come to you in faith. I believe that you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I believe that you are. I believe that you're the great I am. I believe that you're El Elyon, God Most High. And I have a now faith situation. And I'm believing for it even before I get it. And I know some of those elders and some of those men and those women of old, they had a good testimony from it. And I understand that you're framed the the world by the word of God that you spoke everything into existence. But I have now faith because I'm your now son and you're my now dad, my now Lord. So when you pray, your transformed, your transformed mind remembers these scriptures. They come flooding forth. They fight off the doubts. They fight off the fears. They fight off the words of the enemy. Oh, that's a storm out there. It's going to wipe out my house. Not my house. No, I'm serious. Not my house. That storm gets too close to my house. I'm walking out there with my hands raised, and I'm going to rebuke it, and I'm going to stop that storm, and I'm going to seriously hope somebody videotapes it. I only had that happen once before, stopped a storm on a Caribbean island that we went to, and all of a sudden it started pouring. I just walked out in the middle of it, raised my hands, and said, Father, if that storm is you, then bless the ground. But if that's the enemy to stop us from going, I pray it for stop right now. And, folks, that thing stopped immediately, like 
no rain. The water, the, the ground was soaked. I was soaked. I turned around and looked at everybody who was under the, 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 uh, the, in the hallway just looking at me like, what just happened? I said, what do you mean what just happened? I prayed for the rain to stop, and it stopped. Faith. I prayed in faith. I believed that he would honor it. Colossians 4, verses 2 through 4. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Messiah, for which I am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. The Amplified of verse 4 of Colossians 4 is that I may proclaim it fully and make it clear, speak it boldly and unfold the mystery as is my duty. Do we see a pattern here? Paul is praying for boldness. And he knows what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to speak the word boldly. People don't want a timid word from you. They don't want a maybe word from you. They want to hear what the word says and they want to hear it in faith. Do you think right now with everything going on in the world and with the days that we're entering and what the enemy is doing that the people could use some faith-filled, powerful, spirit-filled people around them who aren't whining and griping and complaining but have a smile on their face and a trust in the living God? I do. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 5 and 6, For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. This thing about praying in the Spirit, intercessory prayer, prayer period, is never be off guard. Be ready every moment to resist the devil. Be, be ready every moment to push back, to not allow that stray thought to enter your head, to not allow some seeming defeat or something go wrong to knock you off your feet. As I've told you before, I have a black belt in Taekwondo, and I've sparred my whole life, and I've done other forms of martial arts, but Taekwondo was the only thing I proceeded all the way through to, the, to a black belt. And I wasn't as quick as others, and I was built more for upper body strength than kicking. So I didn't get those high sweeping kicks through the air, you know, the really fancy one that everybody goes ooh and ah about. But I knew how to use what I had. And one of my techniques with the the people that were better than me was I'd get in real close and I'd hit them with one of my shoulders. And I'd just knock them a little off balance and then tag them with the right hand. That's what the enemy does. He knocks you off balance. He knocks you off your guard and then tags you. But those shoes, the peaceful studded shoes, you dig them in, he's not going to knock you off guard. You're going to have a strong, firm balance and, and secure footing. The kingdom of darkness will do everything in its power to interfere with prayer. And especially if that prayer resists its efforts and is interfering with what they're trying to do. Oh, my goodness, don't you expect that? Hey, wait a second. What are they doing? They're praying. They're praying against us. They're, what? They're praying against the child pornography and the human. No, no, no. We can't have them praying against that. That's, that's our bread and butter. That's our meat business, literally. We, we, those rich people, we get, they make a lot of money. And we, nope, we can't have that. So let's go attack one of their pets. Let's go knock them off balance. Nope. We must be sober and watchful. We must expect what the enemy is going to do. And we must respond to any satanic opposition with faith and firm resistance. When I pray, when I intercede, when I, uh, when Larry and I pray, you know what the first thing we do is we get proactive. We take the fight to the enemy. We pray against them. We bind them. We tell them what they can't do. Our families, our homes, pets, possessions are off limits. We end the prayer the same way. We're proactive. We don't wait for the enemy to do what we expect it to do. We take the fight to him. And Paul says, with all prayer, that means every kind of prayer, public prayer, private prayer, prayer within the fellowship and the group of people that you're with, family prayer, it doesn't matter. 
all prayer. If you had to be honest with yourself, how many of you suffer? Well, probably from two things, but they tied together. How, how many of you suffer in your prayer life because of your faith life? Then I would focus on those areas. He uses a word called supplication. It means to entreat strong, incessant pleadings until the prayer is answered. A request, supplications, like for a dying loved one. Or a really strong need that you don't stop praying until the prayer is answered. With all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You see, without this prayer, without this type of prayer that I'm talking about, that armor becomes ineffectual. You look real good, but you really have no heart for warfare. You have no mind for warfare. You don't have the strength that comes from prayer. You won't persevere. You won't adhere to it. You won't be intent on the object of your prayer. you got to remember, in the spirit realm, there is no time. You may think, well, I've been praying for 20 years for this blessing. This, the time... Time is ours. He made that for us. In the spirit realm, there is no time. That prayer may be answered for you 20, 30, 40 years. It may may be answered before that person passes away if you're praying for a salvation. If, If you sincerely are being persistent in your supplication for someone or something, there is no quit. There is no stop. 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen. I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. The gifts of the Spirit do that. The, the Holy Spirit does that. The discerning of spirits. I, I see people today that are so caught up in all these YouTube videos and the things they see online and Instagram, and they're so rattled, they're so thrown off. They have no discerning of spirits. They don't know if what they're hearing is from the Lord or from man, or maybe it's a deception from the enemy. Right now, I just heard it inside of me from the Lord. Some of you just need to, I say this to you, peace be still to that storm around you. If Yeshua is in the boat with you, you've got nothing to worry about. If you left him back at the shore, you might have a problem. So if we're going to worship in the Spirit, we may use words we understand. We may use words that we don't. We may pray in the Spirit. We may pray in English with understanding. That's what that means. Speaking in tongues is what he's referring to. It gives glory to God. It edifies the person using it, the person speaking it. But if there's no one to interpret it or people there don't understand it, it won't benefit them. That's why you need to both pray in the Spirit and with understanding. I have a problem. I don't have a problem with the gifts. If you know me, you know that. But I have a problem with people that abuse them or don't use them properly. We need to praise God. We need to edify one another. And and the sealing of the deal is amen. Amen is I agree. Jude, there's only one chapter in Jude, so it's Jude verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Rise up like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Get out of your mind. Get out of your natural mind. Get out of the ritual and the rote. Remember what I said when I was a kid? I could, I could rattle off the prayers that I had been given like a machine gun or, you know. It had no meaning to me. 
That's not what I'm talking about. And at all times and on every occasion, you shouldn't need a special reason to pray. We're supposed to make prayer a way of life and turn our whole life into a life of prayer, not just simply for ourselves, but for every, all the believers, all our brothers and sisters everywhere, all of God's people. Staying alert, being persistent, being aware of the dangers that we're experiencing and they're experiencing, whether they're in America or they're in Africa or they're in, in China, one of those places that they, they risk their life to have a relationship with the Lord in the Middle East. You need to tell the Holy Spirit. I mean, if you're serious about this, you don't really need to do it. But if you're really serious about this and being used, say, Holy Spirit, use me as you will. And what you'll find is spontaneously in the middle of the day, a thought will come to mind. Lord, I intercede for your children in the Middle East. I pray for that person that's considering abortion. I pray right now, Lord, against that person that's thinking and take their life, that the lies of the enemy would be wiped from their mind. It'll just be instantaneous. It'll be spontaneous. You'll be flowing in the Spirit. The more that starts to happen, the more that he knows that he can use you and trust you, he'll call on you more. That's the thing about prayer. It's exciting. It's also frustrating. It's exciting when the prayers are answered. Yeah, no other feeling like it, especially if it's a spontaneous prayer and a miracle happens or an answer happens right away. Nothing like it. And conversely, there's nothing like when a prayer doesn't come when you think it's supposed to and it makes your heart sick. Proverbs thirteen twelve, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Wish I could tell you this never happened, but it does. You become heart sick. You don't understand his timing. You really don't understand all of the parameters of what was going on. Someday you do, and then you go, oh, wow, Lord, thank you for not letting me create an Ishmael in my life. But the book of Acts Church, they knew how to pray. That's our model. Those are the people whose example we follow. And I say that to people and they look at me, well, you know, that was then. Historically, they had things a certain way. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how they did things. And the way we do things today has little or nothing to do with the Lord. It's man-made. It's tradition based on a business model. But the book of Acts Church, they knew how to pray. Remember in Acts 4, after Peter and John had been arrested, kept overnight, and told not to pray and use the name of Jesus anymore, and they go back to their brothers and sisters who've been waiting for them, and they tell them what happened, and they began to pray. Acts four twenty four. so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. See, they were speaking back the word. You have to know the word to do that. For truly against your holy servant Yeshua, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, And the people of Israel will gather together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Yeshua. And when they prayed, The place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. I mean, there's a threefold pattern. After they've been delivered from the Sanhedrin, after they've been told to not speak or preach or teach in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach again, they took it to the Lord. They were in one mind, one accord, one spirit, one heart, and the place they were in was shaken, just like the upper room. And even though they already had the Holy Spirit in them, 
They were filled. He threw down some fire. He threw down an extra portion for them. Why? So that they could speak the word of God with boldness. It wasn't to glorify them. It wasn't to build personal kingdoms. It was to glorify the Lord and to fulfill the Great Commission. We have a present infilling of the same fire as the one on the day of Pentecost. It's burning inside of us. We should be feeding it. We should be stoking it. We should be stirring it up. Well, he just gave him a little extra. Like he, he threw some, some oil on top of the fire and boom, exploded. I mean, have you ever done a barbecue and it's burning and you just don't think it's hot enough? So you squirt some of that lighter fluid on it and it just... That's what he did with them. And shook the place. Some of you need to refuel. You need him to squirt some some fluid on you. You're going out. The embers are dying. They needed boldness. And that's what they received. See, that's our model. And they had that model because they saw how the Lord prayed. He gave them the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 and Luke 11. He gave them the model prayer, not the ritual. It's a model. He prayed all night. Some of you can't pray for five minutes, let alone an hour, but all night? Luke six twelve, And it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. He was talking to his father. Matthew fourteen twenty two through 23. Immediately Yeshua made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. And he was up there for three hours. Three hours. Because now the boat's out in the middle of the sea. It's being tossed by the storm. And during the fourth watch of the night between 3 and 6 a.m., you know, they start at 6 p.m., 6 to 9, 9 to 12, 12 to 3, 3 to 6. He comes walking out on the water. Well, guess what? If you've been praying all night and been in the presence of your father, you jacked up. You're levitating. You're walking on water. Then you look at Luke 18, verses 1 through 8, and the parable of the persistent widow that would not shut up. She kept pleading her case before the judge, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. Then finally, he said, I, don't, I can't take it anymore. Just give her what she wants. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for that. He's looking for that kind of prayer. He's looking for that kind of commitment, not shotgunning a prayer up there and hoping you hit something. Dig in. Get on your face. Do whatever it takes for you to be serious. If you need to kneel, kneel. If you need to cover your face, cover your face. You need to get under your prayer shawl, get under your prayer shawl. You need to go in the closet and do that. Do whatever it takes. Folks, we need some praying people. I know I need it. I know SRT needs it. I know Firefall needs it. We need intercessors. And uh, although I ask for it and though people say they, they will, I know they're not. And I'm not saying that it's condemnation. There are reasons. It wasn't their assignment. They're distracted. The enemy has attacked. I don't know. But we need intercessors. We need people that are going to stand in the gap. We need people that are going to pray through this breakthrough blessing that we're praying for. And to stop this, well, God will deliver. No, we're living in a fallen world. We've got to fight this thing through. It takes faith to keep praying. It takes faith to wait for an answer. I don't know, maybe I'm just preaching to myself. Which is okay, I'm receiving it. Feed your spirit. Feed yourself with the meat of the word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. (coughs) So many examples of prayer in the Bible. David was a prayer. He knew how to pray. He was serious about it. Paul knew how to pray. The disciples knew how to pray. 
The Lord knew how to pray. I'm hoping you do. <coughs> I got a little chuckle here, folks. Excuse me. If nothing else, in your time on the porch, I'm praying that prayer becomes your thing. Maybe it's not casting out demons. Maybe it's not performing miracles or raising the dead. But knowing how to pray. Father, I just come to you now as your son. Come to you as your servant. Come to you as your voice, a man. And I, and I ask you right now, reach down and touch everyone who's listening, each and every one, wherever they are. Touch them. I'm praying your Holy Spirit would take away the fear, take away the doubt, take away whatever hinders them from entering into the intimacy that they need with you. And to put inside of them the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and the fire of the Holy Spirit, and make them praying people, make them world-shaking people, make them toppling down walls of Jericho praying people. Make them people that can pray through a blessing or, or just intercede for their brothers and sisters. Whatever it is you need them to do, I'm praying that you would do it. I'm praying that you would change them. If David would come to you and say, bow down your ear, O Lord, hear me. I'm praying that right now for each and every one, Lord, as, as, as your children. Abba, hear us. Hear us in the needs of our loved ones to get them saved. Send an angel if you need to, but translate them into the kingdom of your Son. We're praying for that breakthrough, Lord, so that we can serve the kingdom of God without hindrance and to be freed from the bondages of Egypt and debt which we've been allowed the enemy to do. Praying through those miracles, those healings in our bodies, in our souls, in our spirits. Praying right now with, with, with understanding, praying in the Spirit when needed. Oh, Lord, we need you. We need your ability to pray. For there's none like you. For you are the great God of all creation. There is none like you. You are the Lord, you are the King, you are the Messiah, you are everything. And there's none like you. Right now I pray for your children, Lord, those that are listening and even those that don't know. I pray that with all their heart, mind, soul, and spirit, they would love you and know you and have a relationship with you. And I pray that those that are backslidden and fallen away like the prodigal child would find their way home. If ever there was a time your church needed to rise up and empower and strength and prayer, it's now. Stir it up, Lord. Stir it up inside of us. Let it begin to burn in our hands and our feet. Let it begin to, the fire, the tingle to be around our lips so that we can't contain it. We can't stop ourselves. The blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame would walk and dance. The dead would be raised. And people would look at us and go, Oh, you must know that Jesus guy. Tell me about him. Oh, Holy Spirit, if we, if we ever needed more of you, it's now. Help us in this job to pray. Just help us to be what we've been called to be. To glorify the Father, to glorify the Son, to do what needs to be done for the kingdom of God. And with all my heart, I sincerely pray all these things. And if you agree with me, just say amen. I'm, I'm expecting testimonies. I'm expecting you to tell me, hey, I prayed and this is what happened. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grund. This has been The Porch on Firefall.
Talk Radio. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn. Learn smarter. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.